0: And welcome back to Choco Disaster, the world's first and premier anime podcast. I'm Away, And I'm Jordan. And today, we're here to talk about the anime of Summer Season 2015. Our thoughts, our reviews, our opinions on shows that have ended at this point. Which is all of them. Right.
1: Uh, I mean, I guess. Except for ongoing shows.
0: Yeah. And so, since we didn't do the, like, uh, bi-weekly setup for last season, we're probably going to talk a bit more about just, like, general themes and ideas, and, like, highlights and stuff that we found interesting, or whatever. So these are going to be a bit longer uh, reviews, as it were, which is why it's its own show this time. Yeah. But before we do that, we got some news to tell you. Boy, howdy, is there some news. Oh, man. First of all, in a surprising tie-in, I guess... They uh, <laughs> Gundam <laughs> has released a car based oh. on um, Char uh, Osnable, I think is his name, is how you pronounce it. But uh, his like original, like the red Zaku suit from Gundam, is now a car, uh, a car design. Okay. Oh, uh, three hundred of them are being made total, and they cost uh, three million yen each, which is about uh, twenty seven thousand dollars. Oh, that's not even so bad. That's not as bad as you'd expect from like a car tie-in sort of thing.
1: Yeah, or just anime merch in general. <laughs> yeah,
0: and they're not even like being, <laughs> and they're not even being like given out. It's like they were just going to sell these at like Toyota um, dealerships. Hmm. So hopefully you're one of 300 to get it. Uh, it started like three days ago. They're probably all sold out.
1: I think you need three assumed. Honda.
0: <laughs> you're right, my man. <laughs> And the, uh, the commercial for it is just, uh, Char from Gundam driving in this car that looks like his Gundam. (laughs) That's (laughs) it. Just having fun.
1: I don't know anything about Gundam other than, like, the main blue, white, and red one, and the tiny orb with legs. Those are the only two Gundam I know.
0: This is the red one with, like, the single eye you may have seen, because it's the popular villain, uh, look. Maybe. 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 In some other news uh now that the um animal crossing happy home designer uh like bundle came with the small 3DS with uh cover plates yeah
1: they're in now the, in the united states that yeah, is
0: yeah in the united states they're now officially selling in the nintendo store face plates for the new 3DS so we may be seeing an actual release in the west of the um of the actual like 3DS not XL So we can use these faceplates. I assume it's not just for people buying this bundle. (laughs) Hopefully not. Some other big news of, I guess, anime from last season. Uh, Monster Musa may announce for a second season. Great. Unfortunate. That is, yeah. Maybe (laughs) this time we'll get a body pillow
1: that's ten feet long.
0: (laughs) Maybe that we'll get one that's actually shaped like a spider. (laughs) Maybe. Because they have the centaur one, and now they have the, like... Seven-foot-long snake one.
1: So is the centaur one shaped like an L? Yeah. Great. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: It sure is. Um, And so then we have the God Eater anime, which uh, was, I guess, technically canceled after nine episodes. Oh, really? With the remaining episodes coming out this winter at some point. Oh, okay. Like, episode nine was listed as the final episode of the TV run Hmm. because of all the delays that it went through. Because I think they even delayed the original preview video. And then delayed the actual like episodes in a certain time. I do remember that. And so now they have four extra episodes that are going to be released. It was a pretty interesting anime from a visual perspective. Yeah, like the least. art style made it look really nice. Yeah, but...
1: so I bet it, I, I bet it did. It takes a lot of work to get those episodes out, so I'm not surprised.
0: Mm-hmm. So hopefully that uh, turns out well for the people who are watching it. Mm-hmm. And then. Other big news in anime, uh, Manglobe, the uh, studio who created Samurai Champloo and Samurai Flamenco and Gangsta, amongst others, uh, is bankrupt. Yep. They're going, like, completely out of business. Um, This was hinted at earlier because a number of the people working there filed for unemployment, and that got out. But, um... They still... So, they're moving. They still announced that they're going to do the last movie that they were planned to do.
1: Yeah. Which I'm glad, because that movie looks really interesting.
0: Yeah, it's like apparently a, a series of three films based on some other work, and three different studios are working on it. Oh, okay. And it looks like Manglobe's gonna be able to finish their one, and then that'll be basically it. Yeah. So, that's unfortunate. Because so that means it's less likely that we're gonna see more Gangsta, which we'll get to in a minute to talk mm-hmm. about. It's a real shame because they made a lot of stuff that I liked. They also
1: made a lot of stuff that I don't like, that uh, I didn't high, like. The combat butler? Yeah, that for one. Uh, a also, lot of that. the world god only knows. Um yeah. But yeah, they made Samurai well, Flamenco. made good stuff, too. And Gangsta and Carnival, which is, was alright.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So hmm And they made like high-quality stuff, too, so it's a real shame.
3: Yeah.
0: Huh. And so we salute them. Yeah. Thanks for all the hard work you did. Thanks for thanks, thanks for the memories. Then we have um, some news straight out of Funimation. Mm-hmm. First, uh, some of the theater viewings or the uh, showings of the Attack on Titan live action film yeah. had a uh, subtitle error where about, I think they said like 10 minutes in, or, uh, the film displays a subtitle that's just like, I've been waiting for this. And then for the next 10 minutes, <laughs> that didn't go away and no other subtitle <laughs> showed up
1: like I've been waiting for the next subtitle.
0: <laughs> and uh so and apparently some screenings had it and some didn't and it was reported later that Funimation caught the fact that this issue existed uh-huh. and sent out like a fix to to all the theaters and some of them just didn't implement it.
1: <laughs> Jeez.
0: But it wasn't it wasn't in that many theaters, right? It was only like 10. It was it was in a handful of the um I believe it's supposed to play in total, like, 300 theaters.
1: Oh, that's more than I thought. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty big. I don't know if it's big right now, but it's supposed to be pretty big over it the course of its run.
1: Oh, oh no, wait, I remember what it was. It was that it, it was only, like, very few specific dates that it was actually on.
0: Yeah, that was probably it. Yeah. But yeah, so that happened. Then in other uh, Funimation-related news... We have uh, Funimation referring to GamerGate in uh-huh. one of their uh, in the dub of Prison School, which caused uh, not an insignificant amount of backlash. Um,
1: I'm a major stir, like spilling. We're talking spilling the glass.
0: <laughs> yeah, they uh, had had some real issue with people who got mad about it, uh, predominantly because you know they're misunderstood or whatever. Because uh, It yeah. was mostly GamerGaters, mm-hmm. but um. That happened, and so they released an announcement that's basically, yeah. So we try to like localize, and we do our best to be like topical and relevant, and try to really you know play to the play to our uh, viewers. But also, none of this re- uh, reflects the actual views of Funimation as a company. So uh, keep watching.
1: They completely they pussyfooted out, and that's embarrassing.
0: Well, the company did. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure. I think that the actual like translators and stuff. No,
1: he dug his heels into the ground.
0: Yeah, he was like, uh, no, I'm absolutely sticking with this. Yeah. But as a company, you sort of have to do that. I, get, to, I guess so. To a certain yeah. extent. Because you can't just like piss off he's like, look, that's the view of the people who made it. You know, we don't reflect that. You can talk to them if you have a real big problem, kind of thing. I mean, it makes sense. Mm hmm. Uh, then in one more piece of, uh, non, uh, non release news uh warner brothers live action death note film still going strong uh-huh. I, promise. I mean
1: <laughs> you can call it that
0: uh slated for um oh no production is slated to begin uh early 2016 and uh they just announced who is going to play light uh-huh as nat wolf great uh star of paper towns and maybe the fault in our stars
1: i don't think he was a star in the fault of our stars i think he had a supporting role
0: Okay, and like the rest of the cast on the live-action Death Note thing is like it's really weird because they have the director uh, Adam Wingard, who's done a lot of horror stuff, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremy Slater, who wrote the most recent Fantastic Four script, penned most of the recent draft of the Death Note script. Oh, wait, was he the original script writer or was he the? Like- I don't know. They they have him listed as under Fantastic Four. All right. They also have, uh, apparently when it was back under, uh, Vertigo Entertainment instead of Warner Bros., uh huh. Apparently, um, the directors were listed as the dude who did Iron Man 3. <laughs> and the guy who did Goodwill Hunting and Milk. Oh. And it's just such a weird, like, hodgepodge of people throughout, like, genres. It seems like such a weird thing. I mean, Death Note is kind of a
1: hodgepodge itself, so maybe it'll work out. Probably maybe. not.
0: <laughs> Do you think they're gonna get someone in a suit to play Shinigami? <laughs> maybe, maybe. All right, and so now it's the now it's the uh, the news of various releases that are coming out, both anime and manga. Mm-hmm. So, um, Key and Visual Arts have just announced that they're doing uh, their more recent visual novel rewrite is getting an anime uh, okay. with Eight Bit Studios. Starting, they haven't said when it's going to be released, but it's just been announced. So I do anything that.
1: about that, so no. And then there's, there.
0: and then here's um, here's one that I uh, I clicked on, looking at the uh, the description of the anime because it's worthwhile to talk about. <laughs> okay. it's called Hi- Hybrid X Heart Magius Academy, uh, Ataraxia, mm-hmm. and it's a light novel series. Of course, it's about um, it's about a guy who shows up at a strategic defense academy. And, uh, it turns out that he has the power to, like, make girls really strong in their mecha suits. Okay. uh, By, by doing, by doing naughty things to them. Oh. Like rubbing their boobies. Oh, no. And so, (laughs) Boy Howdy. I feel like there was already (laughs) an anime series with this exact same plot, but I can't think of the name. And apparently the light novel series has the dude who did Bikini Warriors doing the doing the character designs.
1: Great. What an all-star cast.
0: And the mecha designs by someone who worked on Cross Ange. Uh, it was like, ah, oh, great. This is this is an all-star cast.
1: This sounds like an indictment of female agency, like this premise.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we have mangas which uh work out a little bit better, I think. Mm-hmm. So the guy, uh, the manga creator duo who did Death Note and Bakuman launched a new title. Oh, really? Or are are launching a new title in the December's Jump SQ. Okay. Which is called Platinum End. And uh, all it's really said is that it is a story of a human and an angel. That's about all we know so far. Isn't but, that so just But something Note? new. <laughs> Maybe?
1: <laughs> I write on a forum in 2006. <laughs>
0: But so that's been announced.
1: I'm excited for that. Then I mean, we have
0: the the person who did... Oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say I'm excited for that because, I mean, they've done two things and they, like, struck a home run both times.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I'm then ready for ha- the new good thing.
0: Then we have, um... Did you ever see or read One Week Friends? No. One Week Friends is, like, a kind of, like... Middle school romance sort of thing, uh, about a girl who every week her memories get erased. Kind of like 51st date sort of thing. Oh, okay. Less Adam Sandler though. <laughs> right. It's all right. It's done a lot more as a dramatic sort of thing. Yeah. So that's, uh, the person who wrote that is doing a new, um, manga series in October mm-hmm. called For Me to Remain Myself, which is about, um, a guy who is separated from a childhood friend, uh, without confessing his feelings. <laughs> Some many years ago. Okay. And when, fi- when he finally meets back up with her, she's hanging out with someone who's basically the idealized version of himself. Oh, okay. Like, he-, he sees that other guy as kind of who he wishes he could be. And so it's probably a love triangle sort of thing. But the author... One Week Friends, I think, was a really good sort of dramatic thing. If yeah. a little heavy. So it could be interesting. Yeah. These both sound like interesting high concepts. hmm Love stories. And so you had one then.
1: Oh yeah, um, the author of uh, Soul Eater, uh, Atsushi Okubo, launched a new manga in. Um, let me see what it's called. Uh, in Kodansha's Weekly Shonen Magazine called Nen Shobutai, which is which roughly translates to Fire Brigade of Flames, and it is about uh, the lowest like cast of a like large squad of elite uh, firefighters fighting against like this phenomenon of people suddenly bursting into flames oh and, and it's got like it's i mean it sounds kind of like eh but it's got a pretty v- v- like varied cast of characters like uh one of the main characters is a nun who prays for the fire to go away there's a guy who has a shotgun that fires like water bullets <laughs> uh there's a guy who has like a gauntlet that he punches the fire with <laughs> Uh, and then the main character is has the like he has the ability to burst at flames, but at will. That actually sounds pretty cool. I've read the first chapter and it seems pretty decent so far. Uh, it still has the main biggest problem that Soul Eater has, which is a lot of gratuitous, gratuitous naked women. Right. Um, but they're adult naked women this time, so it's not as bad.
0: <laughs> hmm. I guess that's good to note.
1: Yeah. And it's running in uh, Kodansha's Weekly Shonen Magazine, which has previously run uh, Hajime no Ippo, Baby Steps, and is currently running Fairy Tail. Okay. Uh, And they're pretty good about getting their stuff brought to the West, so assuming that this is going to be a success in Japan on the level of Soul Eater, it'll probably get an American release at some point.
0: Thanks, Viz Media. I assume it's going to be them.
1: Uh, I don't think Viz Media did Who did Soul Eater? I don't know who did Soul Eater, but I'd, I'm looking at my shelf right now, and I can tell you that Fairy Tale is not Viz.
0: Okay. Still, that could be neat. That uh, I mean, it sounds like the kind of concept that's very silly with how it is, but it's probably used pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Just because they all have different ways of getting rid of fight. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's neat.
1: Uh, Soul Eater was brought to America by Yen Press.
0: Okay, so it might be them again. Yeah. All right. I think that's all the news I had, is all the news you had. Mm-hmm. Alright, let's get to the meat of this show then. Hell yeah. It's time to talk about our thoughts on the anime of summer two thousand fifteen. Let's do and, it. And in um in normal fashion as we have done previous, we're going to do it in the order with which we talked about animes uh, when we did our initial show about them. Alright. So, first up Gangsta.
1: Mm-hmm. First
0: Gangsta first of was really is good. Start.
1: Okay. <laughs> Gangsta was good
0: uh boy howdy did it like it very (laughs) it recognized that it wasn't going to finish the story in the 12 episodes they were given
1: by leaving it on the biggest like
0: (laughs) (laughs) cliffhanger possible it's like like if we're gonna go on on a cliffhanger we're gonna go out big because instead of doing, like, an like an anime-only thing with, like, Hekai Sensen, where they tried to do their own plot to, you know, have at least some kind of closure, mm-hmm. or anything like that, they adapted it, I think, 100% accurately. They,
1: yeah, they did. And they ended it on, like, a really bad spot, too.
0: So they ended it on a cliffhanger that, if they were confirmed to get a second season, would have been a perfect cut, because you knew more was coming. But man, has there
1: ever been a company that has been this disconfirmed for getting a second season?
0: Yeah, because... <laughs> (laughs) Because it was like, oh, they're gonna... You know, oh, this leaves place for a second season. And then Manglobe announces that they're fucking bankrupt. Yeah, that was like on the same
1: day as the episode came out, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, boy howdy. Uh. Um, So, it might be a situation like with... um, Oh, what was it like? My romantical comedy snafu. Yeah, my yeah. my uh, my teenage romantic, yeah, romantic comedy snafu. Yeah, where a different studio takes up the second season.
1: Mm-hmm. And the second season of that looked a lot better than the first, so maybe the same thing will happen here. Yeah, maybe.
0: Uh, maybe they won't be bankrupt maybe. when they start this. Hopefully. So that's that's that. We're, uh, so, uh, but gangsta, I think. It for what it set out to do, it was basically the best it could be. Yeah, because think... it. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. No, no you go, go ahead. No, you.
1: Okay, fine. I think. No, actually, you do it because I'm. I was gonna like counter what you were gonna say, so okay. it's probably best for you to finish.
0: So with gangsta, it's it's the sort of thing where there's a lot going on. Yes. But I feel like, unlike a lot of shows where there's just too much going on, mm-hmm. there's exactly enough where like. The cast is big, but you always see them in the same places, in the same sort of, in the like same situations. Yeah. So you get a better idea of who they are and what they do. And so uh, it never feels like it's just bloated, even though the like storylines constantly branch.
1: Yeah. Um, what I will say about it is that it kind of lies to its audience a little Right. Okay. I mean, I said, that's kind of a bad way to put it because it's not – what it does isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it connected with me in a bad way. Okay. And that is that it starts off presenting itself sort of as this, uh like, down, like, sort of gritty, realistic crime drama with a little bit of, like, sci-fi and fantasy mixed in. A little bit. Not but, a lot, though. Yeah, not a lot, but it's, like, kind of there in the background. But it's, like yeah. – It's very, like, serious characters. It's, like, grizzled buff men and, like, hot ladies. <laughs> it's, like, all – uh it's, like – Slow paced, and it's all like fairly like realistic conversations, and it's like pitch black shadows and stuff
0: like that. And it's all like, just like heavy mafia sort of intrigue. Kind it's of all
1: stuff. yeah, it's all very restrained and intriguing. And then maybe like four episodes in, like all of that just gets dropped, and it turns into basically just a really violent shonen series.
0: It still has hints of what was beforehand, yeah. But, but it it's, definitely right, It start, at the start. It very much feels like it's going to be less about. The action and more about the interactions. Yeah, when it ends up getting maybe about fifty-fifty, maybe a little more geared towards action.
1: Yeah, because it starts like we have the guy who's like really fast with the katana, and that's like whatever, for right. sure. Uh, it's a little weird, but I mean, it still kind of works. But then by the end, like basically Black Star from Soul Eater shows up. Yep, and... uh, a
0: whole a whole troop of like the most anime designs gangsta could possibly have shows up yeah and i think at one point it makes it i mean uh, to one degree it makes it very distinct yeah that these are like these are characters that are clearly like out of the world that they've built Mm -hmm. kind of with gangsta kind of outside of the city they don't quite fit in which i think is good but also like one of them just straight up looks like blackstar and one of them straight up looks like sasuke
1: yeah is I also didn't like them. Uh, I thought or from here I think from here on out we're gonna head into spoiler territory. So, yeah, so skip to if Overlord you if you if you want to watch Gangsta. Um I thought introducing these characters that are basically stronger than the uh, tags but without any of the drawbacks, huge mistake. Like it all like all the drama just fell down for me by it's that. It's
0: unfortunate point. and I think well, when they get to the, the fight in the last episode mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of really clever stuff that goes on there to, like, overpower yeah. uh, Black Star, as it were. hmm But just, like... And I think that's kind of what it's supposed to be more of. But because they didn't get enough time with the anime or with that arc... Yeah. It's, like, we only get to see, basically, them slaughter a whole bunch of people that are supposed to be at least relatively strong. But it's... It's not
1: necessarily that I feel like, oh, all of a sudden they're introducing these super strong, like, villains. Isn't that, like, lame? Mm-hmm. I mean, that that also, but the biggest problem I have with it is it just doesn't... It feels out of place. It
0: does. It feels a bit...
1: Like, where everyone... In a series where everyone else who's really powerful has, like, pays for that power in a way. And ba- Yeah, and basically yeah.
0: has, like, drug issues with yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Like, it's... It, I feel like it was not a good decision to have these mm-hmm. characters.
0: And, like, I, I think... One nice thing though about Gangsta is that there, there always seemed to be an emotional core to it. Yeah. That like was beyond just like, you know, power fantasy sort of big buff dudes fighting mafia yeah, men. Absolutely. Because with like um Alex and everything, just things surrounding these characters that are you know, it's not like a it's it's very much not even like show don't tell, but like a gradual development of these characters. That makes you start to like feel for them and kind of get the emotional core behind it. Yeah. Of like p- this. This is kind of a. This is kind of a messed up place. But these are people doing their best to survive it, in it, and it's kind a of messed making- up
1: place. But these people make is it like these people you believe in the struggle of these people, even though it's so like exaggerated and weird in yeah. like theme.
0: They make it work.
1: And then they introduce like the superpowered brat kid, and then it all falls down. Oh, in episode four. No, the little boy,
0: like not that one, but like the oh, evil little the, boy. Oh, no, the the fucked up one with like the shark teeth. Yeah, yeah, that part was weird. That and was I don't I didn't really like. I see, I like the other character in that
1: because mm-hmm. there's
0: a connection there between the two characters that are twins. Yeah, and is very much another like this is just a person who's like really strong because of training or whatever, rather than oh, there's also this fucked up kid who like uh, likes to rub his hands in organs or whatever.
1: That that was his defining character trait.
0: Yeah. But Gangsta, much like, I guess, Kekai Sensen is like, it seems like one of those things that isn't exactly suited towards anime because at some point an anime has to end with like 12 episodes or whatever, yeah. especially now it's like, that's common. Mm-hmm. And so with something that's as kind of like a deep isn't quite the right word, but a, like an engrossing plot mm-hmm. where like things build up to a big climax – it's very difficult i think to get that into the format of an anime
1: yeah i think one of the main problems i have or i I mean i guess not one of the main problems but a big problem i have with it is that because this was a 12 episode series it is a really big problem that we don't find out what the dog tags actually are which is and that's revealed relatively early in the manga but it just they should have probably like tried to slot it in
0: here somewhere Yeah, because we get hints and ideas behind it. Yeah. We don't get, like, a full explanation of what those are. And that's, like, one of the first things that pops up as, like, an important distinction between people is that there are dog tags.
1: Yes. And related to that, there's also... So we have the storyline that doesn't conclude because it ends on the cliffhanger. But I think more, like, the bigger problem is that we have, like, themes and, like, character arcs that don't conclude. Yeah. Because there is, uh, like... A few offhand ma- offhand mentions of the fact that the dog tags will die young, as a right. result of like their uh mer- like their malformness
0: and or whatever is going on. Yeah, so yeah.
1: Nicholas should be around the age where he's gonna die soon, and this is like m- made pretty apparent like in the middle of the series, and it's just they don't deliver on that at all. Yeah, and it's so weird,
0: especially with uh, him being like constantly referred to by like doing the overdose on these drugs to make him more yeah. powerful than he is, mm-hmm. as maybe like end close to end crisis kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. And like, they don't do that with work either, because work has a lot of plot about how the fact that he really doesn't fit in, and he's kind of like, even though he seems to be the leader of the handyman, he's very much like, he doesn't do a lot, really, because yeah. he's just a dude.
1: And then they also introduce his uh, twin brother, or, like, his brother and sister at the end, and that, for no reason, like, mm-hmm. that doesn't actually end up being important to the plot. So it really feels like, maybe at the start of the series, Mang- Monglobe thought they were going to be fine, but that seems really unlikely to me. They they should have known for a while that they were going under in this it, case. It's very strange. And now we're sounding really negative about the anime, but it really was good. Great characters, look nice.
0: The The real issue is that it is... A show that deserves more seasons and probably won't get them. Yeah, and is written as if it's going to get more. So, Gangsta, I think overall a very strong anime. Very I think it knows st- yeah. exactly when it wants to be. Well, no, and it, well, I think it knows exactly what it wants to be as a as a piece of creative material, like okay. as a manga. Okay, as an anime, it wants to be the manga, and it can't because of the time restrictions. Yeah. So overall, though, I think Gangsta, very solid as a series. If you just go in knowing that you shouldn't expect an ending.
1: Here's another thing. I mean, like, I hate making this criticism because it's basically not a criticism. It's just, like, being a little shit. But (laughs) Uh I think the flashback story was so much more engrossing than the main story. Uh Uh-huh. And that like, here here comes the dumb criticism part. I wish the story had just been the flashback. Uh, Which is, like, it's dumb to say I wish this show was something completely different. But... The problem, like, lying deeper in that criticism is the backstory is just so much more interesting. It makes everything else just seem just, like, less engrossing.
0: I get that. I think that if maybe instead of being – I understand why it was interspersed because a lot of it is, like, you get to see this part as it relates to the story right now. Yeah. But I think at some point it might have been good with some of these cases to do an entire episode that is just – the flashback.
1: Just the flashback. And there's also the fact that the flashback's tone, like the tone of the flashback was really different from the rest.
0: Yeah. And I think that, I mean, it's a lot more of the like dark
1: mood. It's very dark, but it's all, it also has a sense of sweetness to it. I thought yeah, the flashbacks with, were real, definitely my favorite part of the series.
0: Cause with the, cause with the like main timeline stuff, it's a lot of like kind of figuring out how to cope with it. Cause you see a lot of like humor and stuff through it.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of people yeah. trying
0: to figure out how to start. The flashbacks are a lot darker there because it's a lot about like there's a lot of domestic abuse sort of stuff going on, a lot of kind of like child soldier sort of stuff, and like kind of the horrors of a lot of the stuff in the world. Yeah, and but so still, you get a still, very different mood.
1: It still has like sweet parts to it, like how yeah. much war cares
0: for Nicholas. Yeah, but it's it's definitely a much darker sort of tone than the yeah. rest. And so I understand why it's a juxtaposition, but it would have been preferred if they had just done, like, a full episode. Yeah. And maybe just called back to it more, rather than the full big scenes. Mm-hmm. But I think, again, Gangsta, a, a good series. A good series. Good art. Uh, great music work. Great opening, too. Oh, yeah. The opening was really good. Yeah. Um, just, like, the the kind of, like... Limited color palette really helps it stand out, mm-hmm. and also it the, it gets your blood pumping when you hear the you know big heavy dubstep shit.
1: Yeah, it's good. Um, great voice work too.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I hear the English dub is actually pretty good for it's, it. It's
1: it's decent. Yeah,
0: at least more decent than a lot of the like Funimation simul dubs are. Uh, I mean, I don't really have I I don't really
1: have a good point of comparison for that, but mm-hmm. it's good. So I guess. There's I mean, hey. there, if something's good, that means there must be a lot of things that are worse.
0: <laughs> Speaking of things that are worse,
1: oh, let
0: me tell you about Overlord.
1: Tell me about Overlord. How much of this did you watch?
0: Uh, two episodes. Okay. Um. Well, okay. Actually, one episode. You like, gave it
1: the minutes. two week notice.
0: Yeah. Well, the issue with Overlord, um, first of all, is that it turned out to be a guy stuck in an MMO has to do things in an MMO, which I mean, like whatever. Yeah. But um, the second episode. Like, the first episode introduces a whole bunch of the, like, NPCs that uh, this main character is supposed to control. Yeah. And are, like, growing their own personalities, more or less. Kind of giving this idea of a big cast of diverse people. But the second episode, the first thing that they do is a whole bunch of the female characters, like, kind of, like, try to climb on the main character's dick. All right,
1: on this bone. And start...
0: Right. (laughs) Great. And start, like... Uh, get, like fighting each other, and basically the fight com- comes down to comparing breasts. <laughs> like, oh, you don't have any boobs. Well, yours are fake, kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Or uh, yours are so uncommitted. And so at that point, I just like closed the video.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because, like, that's dumb.
1: Yeah, I heard a lot of people were very disappointed with this show.
0: And so, like, and I hear, like, the action gets better, but, like, whatever. It's just, like, there are too many things that are very rote about it, mm-hmm. I feel, that just, like, it doesn't it doesn't attract it doesn't draw in the viewer very well because it's also like one of a thousand like oh I get stuck in an MMO things yeah. now the I only difference is this
1: one Log Horizon because it makes me feel like dropping a log
0: <laughs> I thought you meant you're because you're uh, getting the z's out
1: oh <laughs> you saw sawing logs oh that too <laughs> uh, but that's Log Horizon award. is a show I watched a little bit of it seems pretty good I it's just super slow Yeah.
0: I I hear it's basically, uh, like, sort of online, but good, and also they have to describe everything in the world.
1: Yeah. Also, really weird, like, kind of new medley opening that's right out of place.
0: (laughs) Is that about, is that the welcome to the database? Welcome to the database, database. Yeah, Yeah, that That's the hot-ass meme for uh, Uh Log Horizon.
1: So many databases.
0: Continuing on shows, not good. No. Rockin' no
1: Biggest disappointment of the season.
0: You lasted a lot longer than I did, I, I think. hmm So, uh, you start off. So, let's
1: not forget, Rockin' Oyusha is, like, the show that we, or me, and I think you guys too, or you, came it's out just the me. most positive after the first episode.
0: It w- the first episode was really nice. It was
1: so good. And basically, the problem that the show ran into is that none of the other, like, Braves are even... Like, come close to being as good and well-rounded characters as Adlet is.
0: And that even includes the one other brave in the first episode.
1: Yeah. Um, Like,
0: Adlet is the only, like, two-dimensional character. It is.
1: Well, I mean, he is four-dimensional. He is a really, like, genuinely a really good character. And
0: everyone else just does not get any spotlight.
1: There was one part in, I think it was episode three, that I really liked, mostly because you can draw a parallel between it and a really bad moment from Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Adlet, like, there's the sniper character. Uh, I forget her name. Is she called Remy? Uh,
0: Remy Speed
1: Draw. Remy Speed Draw. She, uh, like, s- all right. Spoilers from here on out.
0: Which uh, is a good name, by the way.
1: Yeah. She decides that she's sort of decided that she's gonna tag along, but she hasn't like decided for sure yet. So she might still kill Adlet. Uh, mm-hmm. But he just starts walking away from her, like. F- uh, with, like, just his back facing her so he can't see her. And she's just like, how is he so sure that I'm not going to shoot him? But he actually has a mirror and he's, like, super worried and looking back at her and <coughs> waiting for her to draw the gun, uh-huh. which is, like... Um, and in Sword Art Online, there's this scene where just the main character's walking up to th- uh, this, like, uh, his, secondary pr- his secondary protagonist who looks like she's going to shoot him, but he knows that she's not and it's not clear why she's not and eventually the reason why is, like, horrible and super lame. <laughs> and this is like a good version of that and it was because such... he's
0: still suspicious
1: yeah it's like it just shows that even though adlet has fights of being like the super invincible like ultra smug protagonist mm-hmm. it shows what like it shows that he has the smarts to really back up how good he is
0: right because he's smug but also he's very cautious
1: yeah he's very he's cautious. not too far up his own ass and like there's a good reason
0: though he's pretty far up his own ass he
1: is but like there the thing is there's just a good reason for him to be as good as he is and it's always shown why Mm -hmm. and like yeah the problem is all the other characters are just lame uh like remy sucks the other the other guy with the breast strap is just completely boring uh there's the frog guy and there's a lady and there's a frog lady that pukes a lot and that's her only (laughs) character trait At one point, there's three whole episodes where they're stuck in a pyramid talking to each other, and that's when I gave up.
0: So, like, I only made it to, like, about episode three when I realized, yeah, just, like, the cast can't hold it together because there's only one character that has any dimensions to it. Yeah. And so, like... It's really unfortunate that it was like really that it didn't turn out well. Also, apparently, just didn't conclude at all.
1: It it ends on a massive cliffhanger, and from what I understood, I may have misunderstood this one, but I think what happens is an eighth brave shows up, and that's the cliffhanger. Oh great! Yeah,
0: because like it was always an issue that there was a seventh brave, so one of them's got to be you know a uh, fake that's yeah. trying to kill them, mm-hmm. and now there's just an eighth. Brave,
1: yeah, sure. so it's just like huge cliffhanger.
0: So yeah, it just it just feels like. <sighs> I also saw screen caps of like near the end where like for some reason Adlick gets like really into Remy or something.
1: Oh no. And there's
0: a, and there's like a thing where it's like, Why do you like me or you know, why do you care about me? And he just goes, I don't know. Oh and I feel like that's like the attitude that a lot of the that anime ended up being is like things happened and not for any really good reason. Yeah. So that's unfortunate.
1: And it's the main strength of the first episode was I mean the character of Adl is good, but what makes him stand out especially is the way he fights, yeah, um and all the other characters just do not fight in an interesting way, like a uh, puke girl is the most interesting of the of the bunch she pukes, but it's just it's a joke that only works once, and after that it's just boring mm-hmm. and I don't know, it just didn't pull through it is an anime that. I recommend you watch, and as soon as you think, eh, maybe not, you stop. Because it only gets worse. (laughs) And maybe you'll enjoy it all the way through the end, who knows. Uh, And if you do, then I'm glad you found an anime you like.
0: Yeah. We're not gonna be judgmental here. No. Well, uh, on certain animes. This one, no.
1: The only thing we judge here, apparently, is when you pick the wrong Love Live character to (laughs) lead your squad in the mobile (laughs) game. (laughs)
0: Look, you only picked the seventh worst game. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay. Moving on. So next up, uh, I'm going to talk real quick about um, Classroom Crisis. So Classroom Crisis, at the beginning, I wasn't really sure what it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. It tries to be slice of life, and it does that pretty well.
1: This is, like, it all- just for my sake, this is, like, the sci-fi show, right? That took yeah. place in space? Okay.
0: Yeah. There's also, like, a business management aspect. Hmm. And sort of this thing where, like... One by one, everyone in this class of like elite space um, space people, like whether they're doing design or like analysis kind of stuff or pilots, one by one they're going to be removed from the class because they're planning on shutting down that branch of their company. Yeah. So there's these all these different aspects that tie in sort of well in the start, but like at some point I reached like episode four and I just didn't have the urge to continue. Mm -hmm. And it's not, like, a thing where I felt like it hit a point where it was just really bad. Or it just hit something that was, like, irredeemable. It was just one of those things where I just kind of, like... It just wasn't good enough. Yeah, I just didn't have the motivation to continue. Hmm. And apparently um, it would have continued in a way that I was particularly interested in, uh, from what I read and hear. Okay. But, like, it it seemed to have an interesting concept and a neat way of doing it. It just wasn't something that spoke to me. Alright. And so... It's all right. That's that's all I can really say about Classroom Crisis. The art's really nice. It's by it's by the guy who did Oriimo, which against all the things that Oriimo has, its art design's pretty good.
1: It's I love the character design that show, which is why it makes me so sad that it is poo poo garbage.
0: And it's got pretty good music too. I really like the OP for it. But like, yeah, other than that, it's like it's un- pretty much irredeemable. But yeah, so that's that's Classroom Crisis for me.
1: One of the two shows this season that are ostensibly about schools, but actually not at all.
0: Right. And we'll get to the other one later.
1: Are we? Maybe. Wait, which one are you talking about? I was talking about Prison School.
0: Oh, no, I wasn't talking... Okay, never mind. Oh, so it's one of three shows? I was thinking about the other one that takes place in a school. Okay. We'll get to that one later. All right. So now it's your turn.
1: All right, next up is Season 3 working. Uh, I I guess I'm going to be really brief about it, because, I mean, it's uh, like... Joke after joke, kind of comedy shows. There's not. I hear a lot. it got
0: a plot at the end.
1: It it actually did. Yeah, um, you can tell that this was going to be the final season because all the like lingering plot threads, I guess, like got mm-hmm. resolved. Which in the past the show just didn't do that at all. It was super like, uh, just the way it is is the way it's gonna stay. And then at the end, like all the relationships developed, like all the, everything. Like, everything that they pretended happened- were gonna happen, but never happened, finally happened. So it felt like a
0: send-off, maybe? Uh, yeah, it did. Like, maybe there won't be working with four exclamation
1: points. Probably not. Alright. But yeah, so, it was good. Probably the- I'd say probably the funniest of the three seasons. Definitely very good. I highly recommend it.
0: Okay. And apparently they're releasing, like, a non-canon OVA episode where they're all in, like, a fantasy world.
1: Yes. And we'll see how good that is. I think it may, by the time of recording, it may already be out. I'm not sure.
0: I mean, with the style of comedy that they seem to have, I feel like they could really just implant it anywhere. Yeah. Kind of thing. Because it's really just about people who can't do their job and just like end up in weird scenarios. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Is that all you got to say? Just good? Good. Maybe the last good show A1 Pictures will ever make.
1: (laughs) We'll just have to wait and see until Perfect Insider comes out.
0: Right. Maybe that'll be good. Maybe. Next up, um, speaking of mystery series, we have Rampo Katan, which um, I was never exactly like super into. But one thing, one thing that was really bad about the anime, mm-hmm. pacing. First mystery is two episodes, and most of the first episode is just introduction to the characters. It's a little slow paced. Okay. Then after that, all of the episodes are like a single uh, like a single episode mystery
1: hmm.
0: when they could have easily been multiple episodes.
1: Okay, so too fast paced.
0: It was too slow and then immediately got too fast. Hmm. That's where a like it could there could have been plenty of time to develop real villains and stuff, but it was very much a fits everything into a, you know, 30-minute slot. And it was a little unfortunate. And so one thing that kept drawing me back though, they have a really good sense of atmosphere. Okay. They they know how to make you feel suspenseful and everything. They know how to make things feel unnerving and uncomfortable. This is this is the people Chair show, right? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of the mystery it's a mystery thriller sort of thing. It ended up being mystery of the week sort of stuff. All right. And it just it it did what it did very well. It just moved too fast or it moved too slow and it couldn't really find the pace. Sometimes it moved too fast and that made you too furious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so, like, and there's one mystery where, like, it was very obvious who the villain was because they've been, uh, basically they've been hyping it up the entire, like, six episodes leading up to his episode. Okay. So that was a little unfortunate, too.
1: Like, the way they, like the way they hype up a wrestling, like, <laughs>
0: pay-per-view? Right. But, like, you, it still felt like an exciting mystery because all this stuff is happening and you just wouldn't know how. The thing that killed the, uh, series for me... First of all... Did you finish this? No. Okay. I stopped... It ended up only having about 11 episodes. I stopped about 7 or 8. Okay. And um, the problem I found, first of all, is that they did an entire episode that was like a locked room sort of thing, hmm. where like they were basically sent a whole bunch of stuff in the mail, and eventually it turned out that it was a bomb, and there was this whole like terrorist thing going on outside, and they solved it. But it had nothing to do with the mystery and story they had both set up in the previous two episodes. Okay. Okay. Because they're building up this villain that shows up a lot in, um, uh, it's Edogawa Rampo. Uh, his um, his original works, he had like a villain that constantly showed up called Twenty Faces. <laughs> right. Called that called that because he has he does like the mist the like masters of disguise sort of stuff. Yeah. But um, he they they show like they they get into the meat of that mystery and then also show a like the most current like um what's the uh what's the word i'm looking for when you try to pretend to be someone else? Uh imposter. Okay. So they get the most recent imposter of 20 faces doing all the murders and stuff. And then they just cut it and like for an entire episode just ignore it entirely. A little unfortunate. But also they introduce a character who's there to do like information from inside jail, but her main character trait is that she's like super horny for the main char- for the main detective character. Okay. And She um gets off on being ignored by him, so every time that he pretends like she's doing nothing, she just pees. (laughs) Literally, she just like huge ass piss, like covers the entire floor of her jail cell. Oh, Christ! And this happens. Once an episode, at the point that she is, um, she, she is introduced, once an episode, she has to, and it's a disgusting sound they use. They use, like, the most disgusting, gushing, liquid <laughs> sound for her piss. And it just ruined it, because it's like, there's a lot of good sense of, like, how to do atmosphere and make you really, like, in- interested in what's going on. And then they also introduce this girl there's peace And then alive.
1: They also introduce Piss Lady.
0: Right, and so, like, it's just, and so, one of the, I think, what happened is, after the episode where nothing happens, they get to the next episode, and literally the first thing that happens is she just, like, pees on screen, <laughs> and that's when I close the video, I'm like, well, I'm moving on to something else, anything else.
1: It's, um, it's a real blight on the media, whenever yeah. something like that happens.
0: Yeah, and so, like, I, <sighs> Rambokatan could have been good. Even if it had continued with the, like, too fast sort of thing, I could have respected it for what it did, but also it introduced this terrible character.
1: What a Tokyo Drift.
0: (laughs) Uh, Next up, Charlotte. And Charlotte is a Jun Maeda work. Same guy who did Angel Beats. Okay. Um, Charlotte is about um, the the groups of um, adolescents who get superpowers basically at puberty and then grow out of it over three or four years. Mm Mm-hmm. And kind of trying to make sure that they aren't too far in the public light. Because as it turns out, there's like... This is all going to be spoilers. Okay. So, um... Because there really is no way to really talk about it without... There's like this... There's this government thing where, um... Where basically they have a whole bunch of people... Who are trying to figure out how to, like, use these powers for evil. And so they kidnap these children and, like... Basically force them to the point of their minds break... In order to harness their powers as something more sustainable like a machine or some kind of weapon kind right of right and so the <clears throat> the crux of the first half of the series is that there's this um that basically they've built this school specifically to keep those sorts of people out of the public eye and keep them protected yeah and so it's like each episode they find they, you know, someone uses their powers to find someone and then this group of uh, our protagonists goes to, um, goes to um like, find them and make sure that they either don't use their powers or move them to the school so they can be protected if they can't control it. Kind of thing.
1: Sort of like that one Wolverine story that was about him finding mutants and bringing them back little, to the... A little
0: bit like that. But I think the cast is better uh, developed, I guess.
1: Damn. That's, Damn. That's one hell of a take.
0: But, um, so with Charlotte, it's like, that's the first half. Then the second half gets a little more, it hits the, the, it hits the, um, the twist that Jun Maeda loves so much. It hits a huge twist. And as it turns out, um, this is not the first, like, at some point, like, the main character's sister dies and he goes through this horrible, like, kind of depressive episode where, you know, he kind of separates himself and becomes the anti-hero by becoming a villain. Oh, no like he starts starts using his power just kind of like because the only thing that makes him feel alive is like this horrible like violence. That's not an anti- that's not what anti-hero means. Yeah, no. I no, but he starts out as an anti-hero because he's kind of an asshole. Okay. That but he, you know, has decent enough intentions. Especially when it comes to his sister who he loves and it's, it's the fir- like one of the first things that they one of the characters does is, like so you're a siscon? He's like uh no, that's gross. Oh. So that that cuts that out. That's good. Okay. But um but yeah, so, like, he starts out kind of an asshole and eventually grows to be kind of a better person. But once his sister dies, he kind of breaks and becomes very much a villain. Would you say that it was very predictable that the sister was going to die? Someone always dies in June Maeda, yes. Okay,
1: because you made it sound like it was going to be really obvious.
0: It It is one of those things where you expect something like that to happen. Maybe you don't know who, maybe you don't know what, but it's very obvious that someone was going to die and cause this. There's
1: nothing that quite gets my goat. Like a, a series or a movie or a game that whatever that makes it clear from the start, there's going to be a twist at some point.
0: Oh, it's just because of the writer,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. I was just saying that in general.
0: But yeah, but he always finds different ways to do twists. So then later on, we find out that um, the main character's brother, who uh, he uh, everyone had had their memories wiped of, so uh, main character and his sister had both had memories wiped of the uh, of the brother, whose power is to uh, turn back time, basically. At the cost... Uh, so all of the superpowers come with costs. Yeah. The main character can possess people for up to, like, five seconds, but he loses, uh, he uses, he loses the ability to use his own body. So it's completely vulnerable during that time. Mm-hmm. Another one can turn invisible, but only to one person at a time, kind of thing. Yeah. So they all have side effects. So the side effect of the turning back time is that it uses both eyes and causes you to go slightly blind each time you use it as in slightly more blind or temporary. Yeah. Okay. So, uh the ma- so the brother has ended up using it four or five times making him completely blind and unable to use it. Okay. So, eventually he, uh the two brothers meet up and it turns out that the the character not only has the ability to take over people's bodies, but at the same time is able to steal their powers. That's his real power. Is that he plunders powers from other Did people. we
1: already know that or is this No. This was revealed. This sounds like a series of increasingly bad twists.
0: So he steals the time, the... He he steals the time, uh, the time ability, goes back and saves his sister. And it turns out that uh, his brother, using the time ability, has basically gone through multiple timelines. The first one of which is everyone with powers got kidnapped by the government and is in this horrible facility. Okay. Then as he's gone back in time each time, he's, like, used his ability to go back in time to uh, build this school and this whole system to help protect people
1: with powers. I like that. That's a good twist.
0: So as he's losing his sight, he's also, like, coming back with, like, you know, it's kind of like the Back to the Future thing where they bring back, like, the horse race results and stuff Mm -hmm. so that they can make the money to build this. And he builds, and so, like, the ki- the character who's been finding the superpower people all the time is part of this small group of characters. And eventually it hits the point where they've saved the sister and everything's back to normal. And then it turns out that there are um, international terrorists, like, s- kidnapping these people to use their powers for bad. Oh. And so that shows up, and this <clears throat> spirals into a plot that shows up in the last four episodes or so could have easily been its own goddamn series. Oh. And that's the thing about Jun Maeda is that when he's short form, like with Angel Beats, it hits the ending point where they lost the second season they were going to get. Mm-hmm. So everything had to be shoved into like three episodes. The Japanese Joss Whedon. And it's obvious that it got cut. So that happened. Okay. And so with Charlotte, it's like you get to this end part. And while I appreciate what it did, it could have easily been another 13 episodes. Hmm because of it and so the international terrorists show up and there's this whole issue with that and like at some point the main character uh is about to go back in time because like all of the like a lot of the people have been kidnapped from his school because they like because these terrorists have like figured out how to break in and stuff and take these you know big power users yeah and so like he's about to go back in time at which point uh, someone like slashes him in the eye, and because he basically loses his eyeball mm-hmm. he can 't use the time skipping power because now he, oh, he requires both, so he instead ends up like getting really emotionally distraught and using one of the powers he stole earlier, which is uh it 's called collapse uh-huh. which basically just causes the entire like abandoned warehouse they 're in to just crumble, and it ends up killing one of the main characters who sacrifice themselves to save another one. And, in the end, it basically it comes down to the main character decides that he's going to um go across the world basically with his power, take all of the powers from everyone in the world mm-hmm. so that this can never happen again, and get uh because what not only did they build a school, they also built a like medical facility to make a vaccine for this because mm-hmm. it's technically a sickness, okay, sort of thing, and so. The entire last episode is his journey across the world, which could have easily been longer. But it ends up being a highlights of things as he slowly, like, because of how much power he's consuming and stuff. Yeah. He starts to lose his mind. Oh. Like, he loses his memories. He loses his ability to kind of, like, think rationally. And he finds that every time he falls asleep, after getting an ability that lets him not sleep, uh, he goes on, like, murderous rampages. Oh, So, slowly and slowly, his mind breaks more. And the only thing that kind of connects him to his mission, which, again, he's forgotten, more or less. okay. He remembers he has to do it, but he doesn't remember why. And the only thing that connects him to his past is this, like, the, the main female character makes him this, um, this booklet of important phrases to know in English as he's, like, traveling across the world. And so uh, he keeps that as a, as, a, uh, as a token, and he doesn't remember why. He just remembers that whoever gave it to him is very important, and he needs to do this thing. Okay. So he goes through, and he, he almost dies near the end uh, because of he's become like uh, he basically bounty hunters are after him because he's been stealing all these power users from like guerrilla uh, you know guerrilla military setups and stuff. And so at, by the end he's lost all of his memories, but he makes it back alive, and it's kind of a happy ending for everyone. Okay, it's it's a show that at at one point knows its limits but at the second time really doesn't the, yeah because it it has a plot that could fit 13 episodes but also could have fit bigger and he clearly went for bigger as far as like how things escalated mhm so i like charlotte a lot okay. i thought it was i thought it was good it's just very obvious that the ending came like well we got one episode let's finish it all up kind of thing all right so uh that's how i feel that's a lot of talking from me yeah so next up, you've got Sorry I Gotta You.
1: Yeah, so this is a show that after the first episode, I wasn't really sure about it, uh, and after the second episode, I was even less sure about it. But, <laughs> but you kept going. Yeah, so I dropped it for, like, a couple of weeks. I didn't drop it, but I, did, I put it on hold. Uh, Right. And then when I picked it up again, I marathoned through it the whole way, and not out of some sense of, like, that I needed to do it, I did it because I wanted to. Because it was right. fun. What mm-hmm. um, was? It was interesting because, uh... Compared to Shirobako, which was like a, a sort of a comedy show, but still definitely showed the production of anime in as realistic a, a manner as it could. Right. Uh, this definitely took much more of a like of a distant, more like like fantasy sh- TV show e approach.
0: So it was it was kind of like they made a TV show that romanticized or dramatized. It it dramatized what it's it a little.
1: Like, it's a combination okay. of both, sort of, and I'll go into why later. But. Okay. I thought that was weird, because basically the big thing that happens is, or sort of, is that the main characters actually have it v- surprisingly easy for, like, mm-hmm. voice actors in Japan, which is a very cutthroat and tough business. Um, and this is strange because the original, I think it's like a webcomic? I'm not sure what exactly, but the material that this is based on is was written by an ex-voice actress.
0: Okay. Which, right, I remember hearing about that. Yeah,
1: which, that that made that a little strange to me. But, and they meet voice actresses, right? Yeah, they meet like actual voice actors, like Goku's uh, voice actresses. There, there's another like bunch that I couldn't identify, but there's I think one legitimate voice actor in every episode. Okay. Um, but what was interesting is that it sort of separated the real voice acting stuff from the, like the dramatized stuff by having the dramatized stuff be the story, and okay. having the real stuff be sort of this like uh, mascot character explaining things, which I think is a okay. pretty neat way to do it. All right. And it was interesting because the stuff the mascot character talked about actually went incredibly in depth sometimes. Okay. Like it had uh, like they did stuff about scheduling and all the different type of like voice actings there are and like all the different roles. Like for example, how different it is to do voice acting for anime compared to uh, like a radio drama or even a book narration. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually a lot of really interesting and informative stuff. <clears throat> um, but regarding, regarding the actual story. Uh, it was mostly really light. It was like uh, fairly light on drama. It was mostly just kind of like cute characters doing cute stuff. Okay. And the few times that there was actual drama, it felt it felt really forced, almost to the degree that I'm wondering if it was in the source material or not because it was very mm-hmm. out of place when it happened. Uh, the first instance, for example, was the main character got a job playing a character in the drama in a drama CD. Based on a manga, and then when that manga got an anime, it kept mostly the same cast as the drama CD, except for her character, which was replaced by her friend, one of the other main characters. And it was really weird because her getting that role for the drama CD in the first place came completely out of nowhere when her getting any roles at all in any other case in the series is like a huge event. Right. So that was like, it really felt like they only put that there just so they could have that short bit of drama. And then in the end, it really was just a short bit of drama. Like, it was resolved really quickly. It it felt almost pointless. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there was another bit of drama at the end where someone hurt their ankle, which of course that comes out of nowhere because that's just the way that goes. Right. But it just felt a little, uh, a little pointless. Yeah, a little cheap. Um, But. That one got resolved in a much more interesting way, so I'm not as broken up about that one. Okay. Uh, but then one big thing about this show is that once again, I've been, I was tricked, much like, um, (laughs) uh, Dungeon PUA last season. Oh, okay. Uh, I was tricked into watching an idol anime. (laughs) Because uh, relatively early on in the series, the main cast of three characters get their big break, which is that they get turned into a troop. Okay. Uh, which is like a group of three new voice actors, voice actresses. They start doing this radio show and then eventually they have to put on the single and they have to like uh, do live performances and like cute <laughs> outfits to promote the single. And I was like, I can't believe this. Never have I, <laughs> it's like, it was such a ridiculous and switch and it was kind of like, it came in parts too. So I didn't realize until it was already too late. Uh, Incredible. And by that point I'd watched all of Love Live on Crunchyroll, but... What a mistake. What a mistake. But even when it turned into an idol show, it was still a good time. All right. And I good. don't regret watching it.
0: That's good. That's that's the important part of anime. Yeah. Not regretting your time. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that's really the best you can ask for. <laughs> Sometimes. With anime. Sometimes. Speaking of not regretting my time, Wakakozake. <laughs>
1: Remind me what, remind me what show this was.
0: It's literally just a short anime about a woman going to eat and drink after work. Okay. And, uh, she does a lot less of the, like, walking out of a bar disgusted because someone doesn't eat something right. Uh Uh-huh. But it's a lot of, like, oh, she'll walk into, like, a stand and they'll have some kind of, like, weird, like, like, um, kind of prefecture or, like, you know, kind of neighborhood specific, like, food. Mm Mm-hmm. And kind of, so it'll be something, like, a little bit interesting, like, you know, clams are done a specific way or something, and, like, what kind of alcohol goes best with them. And it's literally just, it's what you'd expect out of, like, maybe a Food Network show. Yeah. Where they just go around, it's like, you know, like a like a Guy Fieri's diner's drive-ins and dives. But, like, you know, low-key, like, a lot of Japanese cuisine and, you know, doesn't even interact with other people, just orders some food, eats it, and, like, leaves. Okay. It's exactly what it said it would be. That's fine. So the exact opposite... <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, I guess I say you. Right,
0: it is. It is exactly what it says on the 10 Someone goes, eats some food, leaves, okay. also drinks.
1: <laughs> Very relatable.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's like every time I watch, it's like shit. I'm hungry now.
1: Oh yeah, I know that feeling.
0: Yeah, because like it's like the characters aren't like super well drawn. They're just like just big oval heads. Yeah. But also the food is like. It's not to the, t- it's not to, like, KyoAni-style, like, food, but it's, like, very nicely drawn. <laughs>
1: yeah. Is that, is it, like, the kind of thing where all the food is, like, painted instead of drawn?
0: No, it's still drawn, but okay. it's definitely given, like, a better treatment than everything else in the, you know, in the episode. Right, okay. Yeah. It just gives a lot more detail.
1: Hmm.
0: Speaking of details.
1: The devil's in the details. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Daunchy guy. I mean
1: there's nothing more to say about Donchi guy than there was to say last time. It, I thought it was going to be cute. Turned out it was real gross. Dropped it after episode 1.
0: I think I think that one of the sisters kisses the brother.
1: I, I think bet I saw they that did.
0: out of the, out of one of the screen caps I saw from it. I bet they did. How unfortunate. Yeah. Thankfully, he yeah, had non non
1: biori repeat. non non biori repeat. Uh, was really good. And at the start of the season, I didn't even know it was a sequel, so I got to watch two full seasons of this show. And it was just, like, really c- just, like, cute, fun people doing fun stuff. Actually, no, it was boring people doing boring stuff, but they made it fun.
0: Yeah, because as far as I understand, it is the most boring anime you could watch, but it also is very engaging. It is
1: very in- engaging, mostly just because all the characters are very charming. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the very In the last episode, there's a character who wears a shirt that says YOLO on it, <laughs> uh, that was pretty fun.
0: <laughs> that's great.
1: Mm-hmm. And there was like an extended sequence where they sit on the porch waiting for drinks, uh-huh. uh huh. Which really just kind of goes to show what that show is about. But yeah, it's a blend between it's a blend between as slice of life as slice of life can get and a comedy
0: show. I like the use of bland. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that's it. it. Is like it's really just some people live out in the country and do what they can to make fun. Yeah kind of like a low-key Barakamon sort of thing. Yeah, sort of. Because I feel like Barakamon is very much the same way as, like, they live on this island where there's really nothing to do, so they have to make their own fun. Yeah. The only thing I've seen out of Nononbiori, in general, is the scene from the first uh, series where, like, they're doing whatever in class, like, uh, talent or whatever, Uh and one of them's dressed up as a tiger in a tiger onesie, and the other one plays recorder, and so one of them just, like, beats their chest, like, as a lion, and the other one's just playing the recorder really badly.
1: That wasn't a talent show, that was them, like, trying to put on a show for, like, the big school dinner.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't sure the context, but that's just a great thing. Yeah. (laughs) Because they also, like, very, like, dramatically animate the, <laughs> the the recorder playing, like, as it's actions, like, doing that zoom-in thing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> it's great. But alright. Sonata you Viore Repeat sounds like a lot of fun if you're willing to just, like, sit there and really not see much happen.
1: Yeah, it was, it's, it's charming. Uh, definitely the final season could, or it probably, because it has, it had a very final episode. They even played an extended version of the ending theme, that's how you know it's the last episode. Right.
0: That's the big they stuff.
1: They are at a big picnic and they have fun. That's great. Yeah.
0: Next up, we have Gotchman Crowd's Insight, which I really haven't changed my opinion on. There's something about it. The art's really nice. Music is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, aesthetically, it is just a fantastic sort of anime. But something about it just, I cannot invest interest in it. But I watched the entire first series and I thought, yeah, that was pretty good. I feel like it's maybe one of those things where it's best done in groups, where you can kind of talk about stuff. Yeah. Because apparently, season two even more highly like politicized sort of stuff,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like heavily about politics rather than game theory, and sort of the issues with political machines. Yeah. So it's one of those things I think that works better in um, in a group setting, personally, than it does as like individual viewing. Yeah. So that's the kind of that's the kind of feel I get, and maybe the characters are just like just anime enough to kind of stand out as like. Maybe not fitting in with everything
1: else. Mm. I, mean, I I've said my opinion of Gatchaman crowds before, but I do really think it is like every, when I try to criticize a part of the series, it's like, okay, I don't like this, I don't like this and this and this. But actually, it's not really bad. It's just I don't like it. Yeah, and that's everything except for the like the deeper meaning behind it or the commentary behind it, which are things actually really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't end like actually watching it. <laughs>
0: um so in the ending of the first one and the ending of the first series season of gotcha man crowds like the main villain gets like absorbed by the main character Mm -hmm. and as like an inner commentary sort of like you know kind of like devil on the shoulder sort of thing yeah and i keep seeing screenshots of like the crunchy roll subs like having him going la 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 or rafflecopter, (laughs) and apparently and like He's supposed to be basically the most annoying character and like, and that's what kind of makes him villainous. Uh-huh. It's like, it's
1: perfect. I agree.
0: And I thought that was fantastic. I, you know, even official subs are like Rafflecopter. <laughs> and I think there's a point at the end of this c- series where like, they're congratulating the main character or whatever on something. And it says like, Hajime-chan, thanks for the feel. Because <laughs> it's by a whole bunch of people basically on 2chan. Great. And I thought, holy shit. <laughs> That's incredible, and so I think I'll go back to watch it at some point. Much like I watched the other one way late after it came out. Mm. And now we're gonna talk about something finally again that we both watched. Whoa! Let's talk about Akami no Shio Yukihime, or Snow White with the red hair. Good as heck. It's su- It is perfect shoujo, Yeah, I think it, as as a shojo shows goes, it's like very. There are a lot of things that just like resonate immediately because they're they're kind of staples of the genre. Mm-hmm. But man, it's done well. It's done well. It's
1: um because the shoujo market is considered to be the smaller market than the shonen man- uh, the market. I don't know if that's true, but that's like the way it is presented to us. It's probably um, usually shoujo anime have a lower budget than like your average <laughs> high profile shonen anime. But this time it's done by Bones and it looked great, and it it just it just was great.
0: Yeah, it's. I think one thing that really helps it stand out is that it treats its female main character as a character. She's very... she has a lot of agency. Because even in, like, shoujo stuff where, like, they have a female lead, it's a lot of very much kind of at the beck and call of the main, you know, the main male lead. Mm -hmm. But with her, it's like she has her own agenda that she works towards, and we follow a lot of her adventures. Yes. Rather than anything else, they just happen to coincide with things that the main male character does. They
1: definitely show that she is like in control and she makes her own decisions. Almost own decision, only almost to a point where sometimes it's kind of like a joke. Like it gets sometimes it feels like they almost go out of their way to show that she is a strong female character who don't need no man.
0: I there there are parts though where they do that to really great effect. Yeah, like um. I think it was episode 10 with the, like, the bird, um, the bird test. Yes. There's a really great part where she gets locked in by someone who's, like, actively trying to, you know, uh, sabotage Mm -hmm. this test so that he can continue to hunt, you know, rare animals. Yeah. And so she, like, does this big speech about, you know, how she's not going to be held back by people just because, you know, she's from, you know, poor setups. Because a lot of it is, like, there's a lot of shoujo romance stuff, but there's also a lot of political stuff going on. Yeah. So as she talks about how, you know, anyone from anywhere can do what they want, she jumps out of the, this, like, three-story window into kind of shallow water in order to get back this thing that's required for the test. Yeah. And, like, there's a lot of really good moments like that. Yeah, but that,
1: um, that was definitely a good moment, but I mean more moments where it's almost set up like some kind of post-humor, like, Tim and Eric sort of thing, where it's like, <laughs> this uh i mean sh- she can go with me but it's up to her if she actually wants to go like it's almost has that sense of exaggeration to it and-, and those are the parts that were a little weird but on the whole they were very good about it
0: but i think it's a lot of also the characters are like yeah we recognize that she's independent sort of thing like, yeah because she's clearly shown herself to be capable previously absolutely like, you know outrunning thieves and
1: shit but it's just that sometimes they drive it home too much and then it it-, it turns around and becomes a little silly Mm-hmm. But a good effort at the very if nothing else. Yeah.
0: And like I think all the characters end up being pretty good. Mm-hmm. Despite the show heavily being about uh red red hair fetishism and uh and also like the fight between being a commoner and being royalty. Yeah. There's just a lot of good like all the characters you can feel like you understand their motivation.
1: Yeah, you can feel what's pressuring them at all times.
0: Even the villains who yeah. suck. Like the villains are the most one note, but it's like yeah, this guy's evil because he likes to, you know, he, he bathes in sort of his royalty kind of thing. Yeah. And there's a lot of that, because there's a lot of stuff where, like, people who used to be in power are no longer, and so they they become villains because of it. Mm-hmm. And so it builds up both of its main characters, I think, extremely well through uh, yes. storytelling. Especially
1: after a very weak showing by the main male character in the first episode, Yeah, uh, they improve on him a lot. Uh,
0: also, good, good thing to note... Um, as any good shoujo series should, uh, the main couple kiss. They kiss. Within the 12 episodes. hmm And that's good. And they actually, like, enter a relationship, which is usually, like, the climax of these sorts of series. But season two is coming out, baby. But season two is already been announced. So it's. I think it's going to be more interesting to see how they play around with the idea of now that things have been, you know, official, I guess, yeah. between them how that changes in a way their interactions
1: because it's strange in that uh anime like often like it's very heavily reliant on like fan service and sort of friction but but friction between two characters who may or may not enter a relationship at some point Mm -hmm. but people actually being a relation in a relationship between the main like within the main cast who aren't old people is incredibly rare Mm -hmm. um it's like Even though I hate Sword Art Online, the one thing that I will commend it for is the relationship between the two main characters. Because it's just, like, they're actually in a relationship from, like, a pretty early point in the series. And it's, like, developed to a certain point. And it's just, it's it's rare that just having it at all is commendable.
0: Yeah, and I feel like it's one of those things where, ultimately, it's like, uh, you don't have a lot of things where the relationship is, like the focus. Yeah. It's always the climax. Yeah. And so having it not be that and have it played off as like it's important but it's not the end of their story, I think is an important thing. Yeah. If there are because any oh there's, there's more on. to go. Yeah.
1: Uh if no, there, go ahead. if there are any more cri- if there are any criticisms to be had because I do have a couple. Um mm-hmm. there was one episode that was really weak. It was uh the first flashback episode. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, which was um it was like the first part of a story that was more important and ended up being pretty good. Uh, but mm-hmm. it was it had a structure that was really on the nose and it was really obvious from like the first couple minutes of what was going to happen. And that was a real shame.
0: Yeah, I get that. Yeah.
1: Um, also, I think it's a shame that they changed the art style from the manga. Uh, I don't know
0: anything about the original manga. In the
1: original manga, the characters have... Uh, more defined like shapes on, on their face, for example, it mm-hmm. just strikes me as a really weird decision because in the end, the anime ended up looking a little more generic art style-wise than the manga was.
0: It was very cleaned up, though, if nothing else.
1: It, it did look... what Like, what it was looked great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, And also, the ending might be, like, the biggest slam ever against having the voice actors of the main character sing the ending theme because it's horrible. <laughs> she does a <laughs> horrible job. The ending is it's embarrassing. I like the ending. Oh.
0: <laughs> it's fine if you don't though. Yeah. The opening's really nice.
1: Opening's good, definitely.
0: If nothing else, the if even if the characters are a little samey, uh environmental design, fantastic.
1: Yep. Costume design also.
0: <clears throat> oh yeah. Cause it's it's very much like fantasy, but it's not the overblown sort. Yeah. Despite the fact that um the the prince's brother looks like a goddamn tales villain, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. tales of villain.
1: Yeah, he does. Uh, it's very, it's advanced fantasy. Is I don't yeah. really know how to put it, but it's like medieval. If they had slightly more advanced technology at that point,
0: yeah, it's never too far out of the realm of like you know this is clearly fantasy, mm-hmm. but also they they're able to treat it with enough like they're not going overboard. Yeah, probably like the the most. There's out not there... like magic and stuff. No, or, and so it's just like people fight with swords. Do You know, make medicine, etc.
1: The most out there thing they probably had was, like, a really, like, nonsensibly high-tech flute for the time. And, yeah, like, that's I just guess. whatever.
0: And it was still just, yeah. like, a
1: regular flute, so.
0: Yeah. All right. Watch yeah, it. Yeah, so that's Akigami no Shui Good stuff. Might as well catch up for it for the new season. hmm
1: If you don't like the first episode, at least watch the second one, because it gets, even though the first episode is still pretty good, it gets a lot better after that. Oh, for sure.
0: Now, talking about fantasy Let's talk about some really bad fantasy Yeah I watched 12 episodes of Chaos Dragon Oh And you may be wondering why it's because the only reason I would have made it through is because I forced someone else to watch it with me
1: It wasn't me (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, no. Because I, I am with, a
1: blessed child of the good another. I watched, another fr- I watched it with
0: another friend who, uh, basically, I sent a whole bunch of, like, first episode reviews about Chaos Dragon to them. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, oh my god, this is the worst thing. And it's like, we should watch this. Okay. And so we did. Um, Chaos Dragon is... A lot of things that we've said are good about other series in this, um, in this show. And they all get, like, worse. There's at simultaneously way too much going on and not enough going on to justify itself. Yeah. So, basically, um, the main cast of five, or six, has three factions in it. No, four factions. Each of them has their own um, agenda, one of which is described as the main plot, the other two which aren't described till episode eight. And one that's really not defined until about episode eleven. Oh, is it twelve episodes or thirteen? It's twelve episodes. Okay. Um, it is very—it's like very poor art. Like not even just like the normal like uh budget anime. Like nothing about it looks particularly nice or interesting. It's all very kind of bland. Mm-hmm. And anything, any animal they use is suddenly CG. Oh my. So, they spend an entire episode traveling on a horrible CG elephant that stands (laughs) out against everything else. Uh, The titular dragon and other dragons are all in CG, and really obviously so. This is like, um, do you remember Duel Masters, the card game anime? Yeah, I do. Imagine that style of CG.
1: Would you say that it would have been better for the show if it had just been entirely CG?
0: I don't think anything could have made this show better. Okay. Um, no, enough. it wouldn't have. Because, uh, so one thing about the animation in particular is like, it's very, like, not only is the art style bland, but also there's, they, you never feel like there's anything behind, like, the attacks when they actually do fight. Because it's so poorly animated. Hmm. And like, <laughs> there's just so many things I could continue to harp on about. But basically, it's just like, at the end, like, the plot ends up going nowhere. Like, no- nothing really happens. They add in an arbitrary like siscon sort of thing where like a sister gets revived and suddenly controls a dragon in her body and is also like really into her brother now because she's gone crazy. And that's like the suddenly the main villain uh now in episode nine. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of things just don't happen at the times they should have. Like nothing gets developed until way too late for you to care. Yeah. And meanwhile, there are like characters that have interesting gimmicks and stuff that are just aren't explored. And then suddenly they have powers for no reason. Like, suddenly everyone has, like, there are three dragons. There's a red one, a black one, and a yellow one. They belong to different countries.
1: Actually, they all belong to Spain.
0: <laughs> and we get told this um, maybe ten times in the first two episodes, because they love to repeat the same backstory for the for the actual, like, world they're in. Mm-hmm. Of, like, this war where the three, the three countries come in.
1: Is it important that the dragons are all from different countries at all?
0: Um, only to show that they are from different factions, basically.
1: But that could have been shown by them fighting
0: each other. Right. So, there's the red dragon, who basically only exists in the main character and the main character's sister, who we don't meet for nine episodes. Yeah. And his gimmick is that he requires a sacrifice, um, every time that you want to use his power. So there's a lot of buildup of the main character being like, I don't want to kill my friends. And then all of his friends just jumping on a sword to sacrifice themselves for him. Fucking Panther Warrior. Not worth it. For for no reason, too. It's just like, you know, like, people who have only known him for, like, an episode is like, I consider you my friend, and so this counts as a sacrifice where I kill myself. And it's, like, really stupid. Um, a lot
1: of this does sound like uh, the the effect of adapting a and d campaign. Yeah. Like, introducing the villain too late, having the same thing happen over yeah. and over and again. and
0: apparently, they split off a lot from the actual D&D campaign, or basically going after the light novels that are written about it. Oh. Where they added a whole bunch of plot shit that didn't even happen. But, um, so that shows up. And, like, there's this huge power creep out of nowhere for some reason. Because suddenly, like, Black Dragon gives everyone that goes with him curses. Like, the the reason, uh what's his name? The guy from Fate Stay, his character, like, all of his weapons break. That's because of a curse because of Black Dragon, which isn't actually properly introduced. Uh-huh. And, you know, but also he gets incredible power or whatever. And things like that just keep happening, like out of nowhere. They just introduce new plot elements. At some point, Yellow Dragon is also an airship that they shoot out. At some point, I don't. Chaos Dragon is everything bad about storytelling and also animation. Better
1: or worse than Aragon?
0: Um, worse.
1: This is this is the true inheritance cycle.
0: <laughs> I think worse than Aragon ultimately. Okay. Damn. That's that's Chaos Dragon. It's just an awful mess. If you have people who can like ironically be into something just being like unequivocally terrible, you might enjoy it. But I don't feel like there's a way to enjoy it otherwise. Was the revolving sword holder at least cool? Yes, and he deserved a better series. Okay. Damn. <laughs> and I feel like I can't say that about basically any other character. Not even the robot? The robot's a d- Okay, so the robot has one thing that really just, like, made me, it, it sounds he's made him, it, him and the story, which is at one point when they meet him the first time, he's, like, in a parade for the city, and his head gets blown off. <laughs> okay. Just for first thing. And then he gets a replacement head by his attendants, because it's, like, every two months they can make a new head for him. But um, they make a new head for him, and it's fine. And he does this thing where he sends out the main character to do a peace treaty against the person who just, like, sniped his head off. Uh-huh. And there's this, and so the main character goes and talks to this woman, and is and basically the woman's like, yeah, I'm not gonna read this letter that he wrote. This is bullshit. I'm not gonna accept a peace treaty. And then it goes back to him, and it's like, I knew she wouldn't accept a peace treaty. (laughs) And it's it's basically that over and over, where she'll say something, and then he'll describe what her plan is at the same time, which eventually ends in, I wonder if the main character will kill someone to kill her or not. 'Cause that's always the peak, is like he could use Red Dragon's power at any time to basically win the game, but uh can't because it requires the sacrifice of a character close to him. Oh. That's stupid. Man. <laughs> it's awful.
1: I can't believe Urobuchi wrote some shit. Who would have thought
0: <laughs> who could've predicted this tragedy? You know what I learned recently? White. Urobuchi works for Nitro Plus, the like visual novel what? Game maker? <laughs> Yeah, he he is a director there. Oh, and is specifically the director on their um their like like Yaoi game section, <laughs> Nitro plus Chiral, which is like specifically for building like games. I think their biggest thing is Dramatical Murder. Yeah, but he's been the director on that and a whole bunch of shit at Nitro plus, and I don't think actually works on anime so much as he does on that anymore.
1: That's weird because for someone who hates people so much, you think he was also not into sex at all.
0: Yeah, you'd, yeah, you think. That's Chaos Dragon. It's really bad. Um, I could do an entire show about how bad it let's is, but it. I'm not going to.
1: IMO. Oh, no.
0: Okay, well, you can talk about Sword out Online. Okay. <laughs> I'll talk about Chaos Dragon, and we'll basically compare bad fantasy series. All right, let's do it. But next up, we have a, what apparently is a good series to talk about. Yeah. Now tell me about it.
1: Uh... This is uh, Himoto Maru-chan, which uh-huh. uh, I picked up partway into the season because at first it seemed like it was going to be really lame and it was going to be like a, a lame gag series about uh, a girl who pretends to be like the perfect shoujo protagonist cutesy, like, sweetheart. Uh, when she's outside, when she's at, at home, she's just like this huge otaku trash baby.
0: Right, and that's when the like, art style changes yeah, to make she, her like a gross, cheaty yeah, weirdo. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Um, and the thing is, is that it's really funny. And, like, one of the main, like, sticking points that, like, helps it, like, helps elevate it, at least early on, is that it doesn't try to redeem her at all. She, like, it shows her as just, like, this complete shithead of a person that's a leech both emotionally and financially on her older brother. Um, Okay. And they, like I said, they don't try to say this is okay, or this is good, or they don't try to say it's alright because she's cute.
0: Do they even say it's bad? Uh, yes. Although,
1: the one thing they do is they try to make it look endearing. But that's fair, because that's just just an audience perception thing. So Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Um, Unfortunately, as the series goes on, they try... They sort of redeem her a little bit, but not really, because it's like, she'll occasionally do a nice thing, but the series constantly returns to its status quo. So... An episode will end, and they'll be like, oh, maybe Mara isn't so bad after all. And then in the next episode, she's just back at it again. But also, as the series goes on, they sort of put less emphasis on, this is actually really shitty behavior, don't do this. So that okay. was that was kind of a shame. It kind of got a little worse as the series went on.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But
1: I did, like, at least appreciate the first half for being as... Just having, like, the balls to be so honest about how awful this is.
0: Okay. Because, like, the only... The only thing that really caught me about it is like, it could have been a funny series, but it felt like the 30-minute um, episodes was, like, a detriment to what it was, is how I always looked at it. Because it seemed like the sort of thing that was a gag series.
1: Uh, it still – it sort of is, but I do think it works. Is that it has enough jokes to fill an episode for the most part. Okay. And also, as the series went on, uh, episodes, like, definitely had multiple stories to it. So it got to a point where it felt like an episode was three short episodes stitched together. Which okay. is fine for, like, a joke-oriented show. Right. But yeah, it was alright. Okay. Uh, it, it started growing a little bit of a heart by the end, and from what I understand, as the manga goes on, Umaru, the main character, does actually, like, she starts to actually get redeemed a little bit, and she turns into a bit. she learns to be a better person.
0: Oh. I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So it's not just a joke series. No, it's not. Okay. That's interesting. I- One of the characters says that anime is good, and that, you know, I feel like if the people in the anime say it, that must be true that, yeah. in real life. I mean, it's not like they're biased. Right. Much like us, yeah. not biased. No, absolutely not. Uh
1: Please, uh y- if you're going to subscribe for a Crunchyroll account, use this referral code so that we get the money. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh... Pocky for you.
0: <laughs> yep, that's it. Ugh. Oh. And, uh, one more solo show. Um... I'm going to talk about. Is or Garashi, school live? Oh. Let me, t- let me tell you. It's not good.
1: I have been well told about this, but please carry on regardless. Well,
0: you watched an episode. I right?
1: watched an episode.
0: Tell, quick, you do your impression.
1: Um, so the story, like, very quickly is about... It starts off just like a very regular slice of life show, but like the hook is that the main characters are part of the school live club who just like sleep and like eat and do all their stuff at school, like they live in school. Right. Um, and it's just like they do all these cute things and the main character's like really moe and she's kind of like out there and she doesn't, like she's very ditzy. And then by the end they reveal, oh she actually lives in the fantasy world and we've seen the whole first episode like through her like demented eyes. Mm-hmm. And in reality, there's actually a zombie apocalypse, and that's why they're at the school. Um, yeah. Which is, like, a pretty out-there twist in which you think, like, whoa, that's nuts. I gotta see where they take this. And I think that's the reaction that the creators were hoping for, but I was just not grabbed at all.
0: I think one thing that really deadens that sort of reveal... hmm All of its promo material already spoiled it. Yeah. Its description spoils it. The, like, poster that they use for it spoils it. Mm-hmm. Like... It's... Like, there, unless you know nothing about it. Which I didn't. Right. Unless you know absolutely nothing about it, you're not going to get spoiled by it. No. And a lot of people, especially at the beginning of the season, were really hyping it up. as like, oh man, you gotta watch this thing, even if you don't like Slice of Life, just give it till the end of the episodes. Like, you know, it's a koi thing. I heard nothing about it, and it's probably for the best, because it turns out it's bad. Yeah. Um, Garashi. watched all 12 episodes of. What a mistake. Um, it's the sort of show where... It tries to blend two very disparate genres together, and to and to, at some points it works. Mm-hmm. But you'll also find that predominantly, the horror aspect is important. okay, but like the survival horror sort of thing. For the most part, it's these four people uh, in this club hang out and do slice of life things. It just happens that the background is that there's a zombie apocalypse. Huh. All right. For a lot of it, like, not not a lot of stuff actually comes out of it. Like, oh, you know, they're playing on the roof where they're planting plants, and you, you look over the side, and there's a whole bunch of zombies. And, like, stuff like that.
1: Sounds like, like, Walking Dead Season 2.
0: <laughs> there are a lot of really well-directed scenes in it. Mm-hmm. Well, not a lot. There are a few really well-directed scenes that kind of play into the subtle, like, the fact that the main character is clearly, like, trying to keep herself from going crazy by pretending that everything's okay. Yeah. And as the, like, as reality actually hits in, there are some really good scenes of, like, how the scenery changes. Like, there's one where, um, in the middle, they have a part where they, um, they have a part where they do a flashback to how they originally met one of the students Uh who was caught at a mall. So, like, the three of them steal steal a car and drive to the mall to get supplies they can live, like canned food and stuff. Yeah. And they save this girl. And the main character takes this girl around the school and kind of tries to, like, show her all the cool stuff and neat stuff about it. And, like, she's talking to uh basically an imaginary friend, as it were. Like, a teacher that had died, and she just pretends is still alive. Okay. And she's got this boombox that's, like, playing music and everything. That you know, to kind of get in the mood because they're in a music room, okay, but then the the other girl goes, "Who have you been talking to this whole time?" and slowly everything starts to break around scenery wise hmm. like the room suddenly becomes it's you know kind of decrepit and everything, and it turns out that as she tries to hand this boombox to this imaginary person, it hits the floor and the music kind of cracks and breaks, okay, and you see this very obvious change from an idealized version to the reality. And that's stuff like that, really well done. Okay. But, but like, once a plot hits as well, plot sucks. The plot is basically, um, you know, oh, you know, they had been planning for this zombie apocalypse the whole time because there's been something happening. And they don't really explain what it is. But this school is prepared for the zombie outbreak for some reason or another. But then why are so many of the other students dead? So they've been prepared for this. And so they built, like, this bunker and everything. But the bunker quickly got overrun by people who were, like, caught by zombies. Okay. So everyone ends up dead. And there's this whole part at the end where, like, uh one of the main characters... Oh, it's spoilers. Where one of the main characters gets bit. And so... um And it's the only one who knows how to use a weapon. Oh. So... uh Or is willing to kill, basically. So she gets bit and she's starting to turn for, like, three episodes. And there's this whole thing where, like one of them you know decides that they're going to go down to the uh to you know the bunker and fight their way through to be able to get the supplies to save her hmm. and so there's this and so that takes uh, so that resolve takes an extra episode because they need to pad things out and um episode 12 is basically like everyone kind of is in a bad situation one of the characters is trying to kill the one that's all that's almost turning but can't The one of them's turning and another one has been like trapped by zombies into a room and can't escape oh but they've been building up this whole thing that the only reason that the zombies are there is because they still believe that they're supposed to go to school (laughs) like they still have some of their memories Uh so the main character goes on the um goes on the intercom and basically just goes okay everyone schools out and like does a speech about how much she loves school and then all of the zombies leave
1: i read i read your girlfriend's review of this Mm -hmm. and at first i thought i'd like Like, that was part of the review, like, she mentioned that, and at first I thought I parsed the sentence incorrectly, because it seemed so weird, but no, that's what happens. It's super cheap. Yeah.
0: It's, It's a super cheap ending, and, like, I feel like even, I've read reviews that even if you enjoyed the first 11 episodes, that's just, like, a shitty ending. Hmm. And it really is, because then at the, at the, after that, it's like, everyone gets fixed, and everyone's okay, and then they decide to start driving to other bunkers, because the, like, emergency instructions for this is like, oh, here's other bunkers, and they might find people again. So, that's it.
1: So, like, that's, like the whole... re- a really cheap happy ending. Yeah. That's the worst and Apparently, time. it's
0: very different from the actual, like, source material. Hmm. As it turns out, written by someone in Nitro Chiral, which might explain why it's bad. Oh. Um, also, it's full of... It is, like surprisingly full of fan service. Which is weird, because I'm pretty sure episode one had, like, very little... Because one of the main characters has boobies. Yeah. And, like, in the opening sequence, in the opening credits, like, there's a part where her boobs jiggle for no reason. But then later on, it just keeps happening. It just keeps happening. But, um, in fact, they even have, like, a fucking swimsuit episode. Because there's a pool on the top... Yeah. Uh. On the, uh, on the roof. And so they have a, a beach episode, more or less... And, like, there are some neat touches, like, the opening and end, the opening and ending constantly change. Oh, that's always nice. To, like, reflect sort of stuff. Like, there's a sequence where, like, a whole bunch of characters, um, in the opening, like, interact. And as you realize the fate of some of these characters, things change. Hmm. So it's actually pretty neat. There's a lot of neat things going on, but as a series, it kind of just fell flat and is also bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, one thing that I did like about the first episode, but that I can't give it too much credit for. It, is that it shows all these? It shows these characters doing all this stuff while we're still in the like regular school scenario. Well
0: we assume that it's still okay.
1: Yeah, like there's the girl planning all the food, uh, like in the garden, which mm-hmm. seems a little strange, but sure that can happen. And then once you realize, oh, it's a zombie apocalypse, it suddenly makes a lot more sense. Yeah, and I think that would have been impressive, like showing all this stuff first in the school scenario, and then showing it in the zombie scenario, and then it suddenly makes a little more sense if that Mm -hmm. if maybe the reveal came halfway into the series but for one episode like doing sort of this uh like this carrying a lie thing is not impressive
0: uh yeah and they don't they don't try to you know hold it
1: on for any longer No, but i'm saying if they would have and if they would have tried then that could have been a good thing like the seed for something good was in there and but they just didn't pick up on it
0: Mm -hmm. and so that's gakugurashi um i thought it was really bad a lot of people thought it was really good i'm sorry but again, I'm not gonna. I'm not really gonna judge you about it,
1: unless if you like it because of the titty, then we're judging you in a big way.
0: Yeah, that's fucked up. And now we're gonna end on a good note, though. You finished the series, right? My love story, no, no. Oh, you didn't. No, did you drop it? I did. Okay. Well, anyways, we're gonna talk about that at the end. Okay. So you start with my love story. Um, my love
1: story started off really strong, and it stayed really strong, but. Um, there was like I think maybe a week in between the end of the first season and the beginning of the second season where there was no episode mm-hmm. and that was enough time for me to realize that I had had enough of this show. That's fair. because it's basically the same thing over and over again. and maybe yeah. that changed in the second season, I don't know, but uh, by the end of season one I definitely had my fill of this show
0: and that's fair because it um, season two is a lot more of the same but one thing that I think watching it kind of in chunks made me realize is that um, Season 2 fits a lot more of... Th- there's not a balance, I guess, between mm. Season 1 and Season 2. Season 1 is heavily focused on the main relationship. Yeah. Season 2 has a lot more side relationships going on, Okay. and a lot of side characters developed that probably should have been interspersed more. May- yeah. Because I think I-, I believe this is all second season, or at least end of first season. You have the kid with the afro uh, at Christmas time, mm-hmm. you have this um, this girl who gets saved. I think this is also first season. But this girl who gets saved by um, a different girl who gets saved and falls in love with the main character. Uh, you have a girl who creeps on Suna, the other male lead, yeah. the blonde one. You have someone who creeps on him and wants to be in a relationship. And then the finale is a two part with someone fighting. Over the main female character. Okay, And it's, first of all, it's two episodes, it's too long. And it's a really bad way, I feel, to end a series about romance. Because it is full of stuff like, they could have talked, like, uh, what? Takeo could have talked to his girlfriend at any point about what was going on. The fact that this guy was clearly vying for, you know, the love you know, fighting against him, trying to say that, you know, Takio wasn't worth this woman, Mm -hmm. but doesn't because he doesn't want to like, you know, disturb her, which there's, there's an extent of, he's a good guy who doesn't want to, you know, bring his problems into her life. Yeah. But this is actively a problem to her life too. So this loses a lot of, it lost a lot of favor, I think, in making this the final confrontation.
1: Hmm. That's,
0: or, the fi- or, you know, the final episode.
1: Yeah, like the final struggle.
0: It, yeah, because at the end, very cute. It was just like they're they they're together again and they talk about how long it's been since they got together and how much they care about each other. You know, very shoujo-esque stuff.
1: But do they kiss? But
0: no, they don't kiss. I, I don't they kiss.
1: think they're ever going to kiss because it would just like look weird. Like you can't... I think you could display that and make it I look th- good.
0: I think one no- thing I've noticed throughout the entire time is just how gigantic Takeo's <laughs> hands are. Yeah. Because, like, every time he holds anything that other people hold, it's, like, they fit in their hands fine. And his is, like, he could just destroy everything (laughs) with one. Yeah. But, um...
1: A real one-punch man.
0: Yeah. I think with a better spread of episodes, it could have been a better series. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think as shoujo goes, it does enough to keep it different from others, but enough to keep it also similar. Okay. Like, by, by giving the kind of, like, less attractive male in a shoujo series, the spotlight, it gives a lot more conflict. Like in season one, where they have the whole, like, everyone thinks that, uh, you know, the girl's weird for liking Takeo. Yeah. And the whole sequence where like, he shows himself to be a really good dude, despite the fact that he knows they're talking behind his back. Yeah, Stuff like that, I think really helps to do that. But there are also parts. It's just like, it's, it's still comfortable in being shoujo. Cause it still focuses on this very like cutesy romance. Yeah. But yeah. I think Milo's Story is a good series with uh, less than stellar pacing. Alright. And even if you only watch the first season, first season is really more than enough for you to get the idea of what it is. So you can call it there and be like, this is, you know, this is enough cuteness that I need kind of thing.
1: And if you need more cuteness, you should watch Nozaki-kun.
0: Yeah, Nozaki-kun's really good. Also, they don't kiss. Spoilers.
1: Damn, damn it. They do, <laughs> They do. They don't kiss.
0: Just so they know ahead of time. But um, I think that's everything for last season that's ended. Yes. And I feel like looking back on the summer season, it's not as bad as I thought it was. Because I feel like as I was watching these and kind of like slowly building up a backlog of having to catch up to these shows, I kept feeling like, man, this is really kind of an empty season. Yeah. But I don't think it ultimately was. I think looking back on it, it seems – it's certainly not a good season, but I don't think it's bad as I may have made it out to At at the end of the first episode of the
1: podcast, or of this season's podcast, and the only one, I suppose, I came out the most positive in general out of the three of us. And I was Mm -hmm. trying to convince you guys, that this season's pretty good. And I still stand by that. I think it was actually a really good season, even though it was – like, the stuff I watched was, like, very heavily leaning on Slice of Life, which is sort of, like, out of yeah. character for me, because I like Slice right. of Life, but I don't want too much of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but this season it just so happened to be that all the, like, good stuff was Slice of Life. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I think
0: I think it was better than the last season. It was good. Yeah, I think, I think, I, we, me, and I think Future Friend at the time gave it a lot of flack, because it just felt like a lot of things were bigger gambles. Yeah, than absolutely. previous uh, definitely and less just,
1: surefire shots after the first episode, and some
0: of those came out fine. Mm-hmm. Some of them didn't, and but I think ultimately it's not as bad as we said. But the next season looks a lot better. Um, yeah, I'd say this next season looks a lot better yeah. than the
1: one we just finished. A lot watching. of really good stuff, a lot of really bad stuff too. But hey, we don't even, we didn't even have to watch that, so
0: yeah. whatever. But I think with the really good stuff, it feels like there's more that are closer to being like guaranteed good i mean not guaranteed but it feels like there's a lot more like big name stuff okay stuff that like immediately you go i recognize this as a good thing and it's getting an anime adaptation
1: that's that's the claws of capitalism digging into you my friend the, damn i can't believe anime <laughs> the pure <laughs> anime or the pure anime art form is getting destroyed
0: <laughs> anime capitalism
1: ah, <laughs> oh. ron paul save us <laughs>
0: But yeah, so that was the that was our review. What do you give the give
1: the season the rating out of ten? Or it stars out of five. Five stars.
0: Seven.
1: Seven out of five
0: stars. Stars out of ten. Seven out of ten. No, uh I, three and a half
1: out of five. Three and a, of five. and a half out of five. No, it whole stars.
0: Oh, I have to give whole stars. Whole stars. Uh, I'm leaning closer to three.
1: Okay. Three. Uh I'm gonna say three as well. Three okay. three out of five stars. Because
0: I mean, I think even if I hadn't sat through two um bad series mm-hmm. as it were i'm left with i'm left with five series i finished yeah and not stellar endings but i think stellar content overall hmm. so i think th- I, th- I think a three is good because i think i also got burned a lot on like and no Oyusha not being good yeah kind d- of definitely or Ron up on suddenly turning into a pissing contest yeah <laughs> and before we finish today's uh episode we have some, uh, we have some fan mail to catch up on. Whoa. We have a little bit from, uh, before our break to read. Uh-huh. So, uh, <clears throat> this first one comes from a very special guest. Hello, I am Satoshi Khan, ghost, possessing wet dog. Please forgive typing <laughs> is hard with foolhardy <laughs> wet dog hands. Are a tours still relevant to anime? Big cheese man like me, Satoshi. Bye-bye, Chalk, Mr. Khan and Dog. And uh, the, <laughs> the it seems like he was having some difficulty because there's a lot of like hitting caps lock in the middle of typing. Okay. Words. But thank you, uh, Mr. Khan, first of all, for your hard work and also for contacting us from Beyond the Grave.
1: Please give us a shout out in the afterlife.
0: Yeah. Make sure to let people know that you're talking to Chaka Disaster, the world's first and only anime podcast. Yes. Um, are our tours still relevant to anime?
1: I'd say yes, but they're not on tours anymore. Um, but they are they are captains that steer something, perhaps in a more controlling way than just a, a nameless director.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's definitely a lot more... There's a, a lot more, like, name-passing sort of stuff. Yeah. Where you go, oh, this is done by, for example, like with Charles, like Jun Maeda, or, you know, with other stuff like Gin hmm. You... Th- there are certain... Writers or directors that resonate, I think, with people a lot more than I think used to. Mm -hmm. Where you go, okay, since this is being done by this person, you can expect sort of this, and you get these expectations built around it. Yeah. Either good or bad, but you have this sort of like. There are still auteurs, I think, just, you know, not by name and maybe not to the same sort of influence.
1: Yeah. Well, what I meant was. um, So you have like. Oh, like a long time ago you had anime and they had like there was a name attached to it maybe it was the director maybe it was the writer or maybe even the lead animator and okay. you could tell in a way that it really was their pro- project and it, it connected to a certain person yeah um, and you still have that to a degree but now it's more like their thumbprint is very clearly on it and they right. really very clearly affected every part of the production in some way but it wasn't all the production wasn't entirely to their beckon
0: okay that's fair yes I think yeah, there's still there are still auteurs, as it were. There's still big names, yeah. as it were, in anime. Cause you like even with studios, you have like, oh, this is by Madhouse. Yeah. Or you have, oh, this is by Gonzo. Oh. That sort of thing. Like there's like there's there's still big names that are held in anime. Mm-hmm. And they help to color opinions. Yes. There's still people who are getting the
1: anime they want to get made made. But maybe not exactly like they wanted to.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that was actually written out to Chunko Dillinger, so I think he got a little confused.
1: Oh. Man, I hate those guys. I'm glad <laughs> we got that one instead.
0: <laughs> uh, another fan question, this comes from uh, AsaDunbar, uh, it says, would you rather have leg-sized fingers or finger-sized legs?
1: <laughs> um, I'd say finger-sized legs, because those would both be debilitating, uh, but having... You can use your hands still. Yeah, you can... Well, the thing is that having finger-sized legs is an encumbrance, or having, uh... Having leg-sized fingers fingers is an encumbrance, and having finger-sized legs is a disability. And I think having a disability is better than having an encumbrance.
0: Because you can still... There are still ways for you to move around without legs. Yeah. You got wheelchairs, you got all kinds of stuff. But when it comes to having to have, you know, leg-sized fingers, you can't suddenly grab anything. You suddenly can't interact with basically anything. No. And
1: people would think that was a lot scarier, so it would make interacting a lot more difficult.
0: Right. Because getting the prosthetic legs to, you know, cover up those legs is probably easier than getting uh, something to shrink the size of your... I mean, you can get
1: them amputated, so in that sense, maybe it wouldn't yeah. even be so bad, because if you have the finger-sized legs, that's basically having no legs. But mm-hmm. having leg-sized fingers, I mean, you can just get everything cut off up until your palm, and that's not so bad.
0: Yeah, but then what are you supposed to do with
1: them? I mean, you can still, like, I mean, there's people who have no hands that still find use for their arms. I suppose. Or who have no, fi- th- I'm sorry, who have no fingers that still find use for their arms.
0: I feel like the way I use my hands is a lot more than I use my legs, though. Sure. So that's why i prefer having regular hands. Yeah, I think I'd go with that one, too. So. Okay. Uh, we have a couple other questions. Um, this one comes from Beyond the Grave as well, much like Satoshi Kon's. Uh, if I killed a man and that man was one of you from the future, how fucked up would that be? P.S. What is your favorite One Piece arc? Love. Yours forever. Future friend. R.I.P. Uh, okay. Um... Thanks, future friend. Well... First of all, for contacting us from Beyond the Grave, much like Satoshi Kon. Are you guys hanging out? That's pretty cool, actually.
1: Yeah, it should've been me, motherfucker. <laughs> Should have been me.
0: <laughs> um, but then I'd be dead. I think it'd be very fucked up if you killed one of us from the future. Yeah, because that means you'd be killing us in the present at some point, and that's really fucked up.
1: Someone watch Terminator Genesis.
0: <laughs> Is that what happens?
1: A lot happens in that movie.
0: I don't see Terminator Genesis. Isn't this supposed to be a retelling of Terminator One?
1: Mm, in sort of. Okay. It's very strange.
0: My favorite One Piece arc is the one where uh, Naruto learns the cheatery.
1: Uh, my favorite One Piece arc is uh, The Name Escapes Me, but it is the arc of which Crocodile is the villain, and it is what I believe to be the only truly good part of One Piece.
0: I've never seen One Piece at all. There you go. I hear the new game's pretty good, though, and also it tells the entire story up to where the anime is. Oh, wow. That is a lot. And then an, then has an exclusive ending because it doesn't, you know, end. Yeah. Um... Savody
1: arc. No, wait, that's not right. That's not what that arc is called. Nope. Do you want to look it up real quick? I'll look it up real quick. Oh, this is a bad time for my internet to be slow. No. Okay, there we go. <laughs> One Piece, uh, Crocodile arc. Alabasta
0: arc is what it's called. There we go. Oh, okay. Alabasta or Alabasta. Now, uh, next question is labeled bad question. Don't read. Mm-hmm. And comes to us from someone named QB after uh, after Japanimation, what is your favorite animation nation? Um,
1: I really dig, um, Russian animation.
0: Okay.
1: Well, I get- okay, maybe that's unfair, because, like, the obvious answer is American.
0: That's uh, interesting, coming from the resident frotaku Otaku here. Yeah,
1: well, I don't. <laughs> that is- that is slander. <laughs> like, the obvious answer is American, because if we didn't have that, we'd be missing out on a lot, but mm-hmm. I think- uh, Russia, Russian animation is more intriguing just because it's very um, it's very unified Russian animation. It's all very similar in a way. Uh, and a lot of it is very bleak. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of use of very abstract character and art style and a lot of uh, simple color palettes. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I think just that alone makes it interesting. Even if I haven't mm-hmm. really seen much of it and even though I'm not inclined to, mo- to watch much of it, there's something about it.
0: All right. Um, personally, I don't think I've seen enough outside of standards to really answer. Like, I'm I'm uncultured, as it were. I don't feel like I've seen anything outside of American and Japanese. At least not to a significant point where I could make a, um, a call about this. Okay. So I'm going to steal your answer. (laughs) then we have one more, uh, just asking if we'll catch them up on speed with Chaos Dragon and Gate, which I I already did one of those. Mm Mm-hmm. Future is the only one strong enough to uh, stomach geek for a single episode. So we're not going to do that one. That's getting a second season. It is. Probably a guy goes into the military and meets a whole bunch of babes and then fights dragons or something. I think that's the I think that's the plot. Yeah. And at some point someone says I'll fucking kill you if you insult my waifu. Yep, that happens. And I feel like that's really all you need to know about it. Yeah. So I mean, it really stands out. Yeah. The one standout moment. (laughs) And so, I think that's all the time we have for today. Next time, you'll see us at the end of the season talking about how great next season was. I'm sure it'll be great.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, before then, look forward to our special where we talk shit about Chaos Dragon and maybe sort out online.
0: (laughs) Imagine. Oh, so one thing I want to note, because the... The, um... The rankings for not only the final episodes, but also the season in general, uh, have come out just now oh, okay. on Anime News Network. And I want to point out that um, for a number of weeks, Naruto Shippuden was the lowest rated anime going on right now. Oh. But cumulatively, for the final season, or for the final episode, Chaos Dragon's the worst one. Good. So that should tell you something. Is the Naruto anime in the, like, World War arc right now? They're past that. Oh. They're at the final arc. I thought that was the final arc. But alright. Fair enough. But yeah. So that's that's that. And I just wanted everyone to know Chaos Dragon's back. Chaos Dragon. That's what Cat. you take away from this episode, if nothing else. And so, I've been Chorps Away.
1: I have been Jordan.
0: And, uh, see you guys in about 13 weeks.
1: Or six. When we talk about Chaos Dragon.
0: Yeah. If you ever want to just, like, contact us or send us emails or, you know, questions to the Twitter, feel free and we will answer them to the best of our abilities. We love interacting with fans. Absolutely. So, see you guys next time. Goodbye.